Hallelujah. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, it is time to listen to your word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So we pray this evening we will both hear and see. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Let us be seated. I'll be speaking further to you this evening on God who turns things around. Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37 from verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about and behold there were very many in the open valley and lo they were very dry and he said unto me son of man can these bones live and I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. Again he said to me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath into you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he to me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon this slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as the Lord commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. We were beginning to see from this last, last verse who they were. A restoration of identity. That these were soldiers that were ambushed in war. And all the struggle to overcome failed. They all died. And were given mass burial. And from year to year, as the rain fall, and because of the location of their burial, the erosion was going to continue to peel away the covering upon them. And the bones were exposed. And because of 
the yearly rainfall and erosion on a valley. The first adversity of their bereavement is the location of their burial. It's not only bad that they died brutally, but also the place of their memorial where you could go and put flower to, to, to remember their, their death, their life and death, is also in a bad place. Maybe they were buried in a hurry. Perhaps like the man who was killed and they were looking for a place to throw his corpse. And Elisha's grave was nearby and they threw the corpse into the grave of Elisha. Which when he touched the bones of Elisha, he came back alive. So we're seeing bone that was raising the dead and remaining dead. But that also tells me something about the fact that Elisha died and did not transfer power. Elijah transferred power to Elisha. But Elisha did not transfer power to Gehazi. Because Gehazi had not shown sufficiency of merit to take power. He was, in fact, he, instead of taking power, he took leprosy. He did not mention. So sometimes in the power school, we teach that sometimes God preferred not to transfer power than to give it to a wrong person. So, let me come back to the topic on the table. Perhaps they were given a horrid burial, cover them and run away, if you can. So the graves were shallow graves, and further exposed by annual rainfall, and because of the topography of the sepulchre, their bones, one by one, were being picked by erosion and carried further downhill and spread around the country. But their day came. As I do pray that today it will be your turn. Their day came when the Spirit of the Lord came upon the man of God and picked him up. As he said, he said, the Spirit of the Lord came upon me and carried me Sometimes you wonder, where is he taking me to? When he carried me, he carried me, he carried me and then set me down. And it turned out to be the landing site of bones. And when their day came, the question revisited their history and life. When the question was put to the prophet of God, can these bones live? And sometimes you see something that drives faith away from you. But when God is asking you a question, 
that he knows the answer. Of course, if you don't know, you push it back to him. That's what Ezekiel did. He said, you know, I don't know. You're asking me. Then God took him to the next level. That God is a God of levels. And he had always walked in levels. He has always made us live in levels. Levels of grace. Levels of anointing. Levels of ministry. He walks in levels. Even among the angels, he put them in their levels. That's why you have an archangel. Those who do senior jobs. He formed man from clay. That's a level. But he moved to the next level by breathing into the clay. He said, let's form man. So we're forming man. We're working on man. Man is what is on ground. And after forming man, he moved to the next level by breathing his breath into the man. Then the Bible says, man became a living soul. There's a difference between man and a living soul. A man is that one there, godless. A witch is a man. Amroba is a man. Wizard is a man. Boko Haram is a man. Bandit is a man. The mold man, clay, that's man. We move to the next level. And when you see when the model had been put on ground, you say, ah, you salute God, God is at work. But it's only at a certain level of work. He's going to the next level. When Jeremiah was asked to go to the work on the wheels, he saw a work in progress. Quite a lot of people in this house tonight, God is at work in your life, but you are not there yet. So it's a work in progress. By the end of this conference, you would have moved to the next level of his work. You are the handwork of God, there's no doubt. But you are still a work in progress. And God has no abandoned projects. Nigeria is notorious for so many bad things. Nigeria has the highest number of abandoned projects in the world. Even World Bank projects are abandoned. Once I was in Minnesota, St. Paul, and they took me around the city and I saw great works. And they told me that this stadium, the day they laid the foundation of this stadium, that is the date they announced the day of commissioning. And the contractor will be working to ensure that he finishes it before time. He needs that CV. He needs to articulate his credentials because of another contract to showcase and tell people that, look, if you give me a job, I finish it on schedule. Sometimes here you wonder if this job 
was really intended to be done, or it was just floated as a way to siphon money out of the treasury. Started the work, this complex and massive, the whole world, day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six. God has no abandoned projects. And if you are in the church this evening, and you are a work on the wheel, God's hand is at work in your life, but somehow you've been stopped, and you couldn't move any further because something happened, funds dried up, fountains of money and mercy dried up, people who are supplying you, they don't even picking your phone call. Let me tell you, in this service tonight, the front door will open, and you will be able to advance the cause of your objectives in life. Raise your hand and shout hallelujah. God has no abandoned projects. And when Ezekiel got to the valley, he's supposed to be reminded that these were former human beings. Great God. These were former human beings. Something happened to them. They died. And it did the adversity didn't end there. They were buried. Their graves became open and scattered. Their bones are dismembered. They didn't just die brutally. They've been further humiliated and messed up. Bones are scattered. The leg is over there. The hand is over there. The head is elsewhere. To make it impossible for them to return. Death killed them. But it wasn't what killed them, scattered their bones. Something else scattered their bones. So you, sometimes you have a confederacy of enemies that are working in concert. As if to say, do your own, I come next. Kill him, I dismember him. Kill him, I scatter the bones. Kill him, I make it difficult to revive him. But whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, there's an Ezekiel in the house tonight. And I'm so much in a hurry to prophesy to your life. There is nobody beyond it. Baby Jesus was brought into the temple. There was a man called Simeon. Spoke into his life. You come to points in your life that somebody stop you and speak into your life. Here we come. House of God tonight. God will speak into your life. An amateur prophet sent by Jehu, by, by, by Elisha said, go to where the officers were and the officers mess. Pick out one of the officers. His name Jehu. Speak into his life. He will become king. David was a farm boy. Speak into his life. At different times, you come to a point when God stops you. Speak into your life. And every condition that seemed to have defied solution 
They cannot defy the word of God. Because we are told by faith, the world was framed by the word of God. Tell me a thing in this world that is not governed by words. Money is a word. Disease is a word. Death is a word. Nothing is beyond words. Whatever words cannot be used to describe has not been made. So you see, these bones, can they live there? Well, <laughs> that's up to you, the maker. That's up to you, the maker. They say, well, you see, if we live the situation the way it is, like some of us enjoy talking about it, there were many that tells us about their number. They were dry, tells us about their condition. And when the man of God was asked to speak, he was not to address their number. He was to address their condition. These are bad days in our country. Democracy, number. Some of my colleagues have made a nuisance of ministry. When you invite them, they ask how many people are in your church? To know whether to honor the invitation or not. How many people are in your church? They use the number in your church to assess revenue. And the more we've been number driven in ministry these days, the more we lose sight of quality. As we do and take our pride and revel in number, say, Lo, behold, there were many, but dry. I wrote a book on that. I don't know if it's still there. We, each time you are pursuing a number agenda, you lose quality. The two cannot run together. And we will enter heaven by quality, not by number. You think it was not possible for God to scoop sand on the ground and throw it up and every grain of sand coming down would land and be standing like a man. He could have made one million people in a day. He made one and then two and Whoever will come after that, he committed it to the two. So that we can supervise who is coming. 
children. Their number is useless by their condition. Many idiots, many fools, many corpses, many bones. And our greed for membership in this end time in church work had made us lose grounds of quality that comes through intensive discipleship. We want to know when you were baptized. That's how we can document the history of your membership. This is a Baptist church. We want to know when you gave your life to Christ. We don't want a church where you have first service, woo, second service, woo. Go to Abuja, you see seven services, 45 minutes each. And it is with this, within these 45 minutes, you are going to have choruses, you have hymns, you have child dedication. The sermon is for only a few, of course, there will be tight and offering time. So, it's within these 45 minutes that all this everybody pam, 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 pam like machine and you are out till another Sunday. You survive on a 45 minute service for a week. Many of you have become so lazy. And coronavirus added to your laziness. And you are watching online. You can imagine if the woman with the issue of blood was to watch online. There are many things you cannot get online. Come to church. Some of you are not going to like me for this one. But what do I care? There are many things you can only get by contact. There are many things you can only get by fellowship. Otherwise, you start going to heaven online. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that is the way Jesus will be coming to take us to heaven. To pick us online. <laughs> uh, many churches in Elone have closed. After the coronavirus, people are not coming to church again. One of my friends, since after the lockdown, his assistant pastor has not resumed till now. That's assistant pastor. <laughs> so do you follow up for members that are missing? He's also pursuing the abstract person who has not come back. <laughs> On a serious note, ladies and gentlemen, there are many things you will get from God by contact, by fellowship. Online services and aberration. Online services is to fill a gap. The disease, I tell you, has gone. Come back to church. You hear? 
Come back to brethren. The ministry is not to the number. It's not as if Ezekiel was now to break the bone further, to go reply the bones. So if we had ten bones before, it's not as if Ezekiel is now to do something that will make the bones to double. If anything, the bones were to reduce as they join. And only the joining of the bones will make sense and show us human beings. Only the unity, only reunion, only fellowship When God was going to make Eve, God took one bone from Adam. And with that one, he made Eve. A human being, when a baby is born, a baby has 300 bones in his body. Some of the bones are cartilages. They're not strong bones. It's only as the baby eats and develops that some of those cartilages calcify and become bones. So the number of bones reduce to about 256. So if God took one bone out of 300, out of 256 if an adult and used to make one man there are still over 200 bones left that is if God wanted to move further to create 200 more human beings out of Adam he could have done it but he decided to just make two and if there will be three let these two help us to produce the third, help us to produce the fourth help us to produce the fifth, we are over 6 billion people in the world today it is by the commitment of these two to help us produce what you can supervise. I preach in a town and during the crusade, I will not call the name of the town, but I have some of you are from there. The KBSC sent for me that I would like you to please get to the palace to pray for me. And when we were going to the palace, I asked the man that was asked to bring me, I said, could you please give me a hint? What do you think Kabiesi's problem is so that when we get there, I can organize my prayer? The man said, ah, too many. I said, too many. Remember some of them? He said, well, the fact is that he has 70 sons. He doesn't even know them. That he used their mother's name to know them. When school is resuming, that you, who is your mother? Go and bring the file. Your mother's file. So that's where they find your name. You find your name in the file of your mother then. <laughs> then you collect school fees. <laughs> 
and I know that when it's like that, then some of the children will be bad. Some of the children will be thieves. Some of the children will be robbers. Some will be prostitutes. Some will be Yahoo boys. So on and so forth. That is what is going to happen when there are too many. Their condition will deteriorate. And each time you lower the condition and lower the standard, Many more people will come in, but the, the, the product will not be genuine. Secondhand things are cheap. Parts that are not original, they are cheap. Cheap things are not the best. In University of Illori, there is a cut-off mark. In University of Lagos, there is, you have five credits. You have, if you are reading certain strategic courses, they even introduce additional standard. If you are going for medicine, for instance, they will add certain other compulsory courses. You need to have a credit. But if now we are told that the qualification to enter Unilag to go and read medicine is two credits, one in Yoruba, the other one in French. You can go in. Then, more people will go in. Each time you lower the standard, the number to go in will increase. But you won't know what damage you have done when you have produced a medical doctor that went to school from one credit in Yoruba and another passed in French. And then your wife wants to deliver. And you have a problem. And you go and call this one to come and help us. He has never operated a rat. Each time you lower the standard, you get more quantity. If in Yaba Polytechnic, the, the qualification to go and read engineering becomes one a credit in IRK and a second pass in economics, no problem. Then you are going to have a lot of people who are coming in to study. Each time you lower the standard, more people will go in. But the problem is the product. And you never know the damage you have done to engineering when the engineer you produce has to help you. We ask him to help us design a bridge. And he designed the bridge. Only we borrow pass, then the bridge. <laughs> Trailer never come. <laughs> I went to bring stone from Oyo's day. They haven't arrived. <laughs> now we borrowed if you come down. <laughs> because he read engineering with one credit in economics. <laughs> you never know what damage we're doing even in church in discipleship. We have an orphanage. Some of the children in our orphanage from University of Illinois. The mother 
is a new convert. They did evangelism and this sister gave her life to Christ. Then the brother that was asked to do follow-up for her did follow-up so till the girl born. The child is with us. This one you hear on motherless baby zoom. There's no child without mother. <laughs> you see child without mother, which I drop from somewhere. Now may not condition make mother. <laughs> this mother is a student. And the father of the boy is one of the brethren. So they have big discipleship. Have begged, not thorough, not taught, not well made. Just let them call me, Ooh, another one, call me, everybody, call me inside. Many, but and the need to speak. Not about the condition which we enjoy a whole lot. Go to somebody and say, Have you had? Uh, you never had. It's on social media. Did you see it in the newspaper? We enjoy talking about it. But God wants you to talk to it. That's a difference. When you are talking about it, He enjoys the, the Satan enjoys. The discussion. The commission for Ezekiel is not to talk about it. Not to talk about who killed who. Not to talk about the blame game of who. When the commander was saying, bend down, bend down. You didn't hear. It serves you right. They gun you down. When commander said, bend down, bend down. You stand like this. You are like that. You know you hear word. Commander say bend down, bend down. You didn't bend down. You stand there. So that's how you take die. That's what then they be. Not a discussion on his previous situation. We enjoy talking about that. And we are very unforgiving. Blind Bartimaeus. He's no more blind. But till today, that's what we call him. We enjoy talking about it. Naman, the leper. Water don't carry leprosy, go. Just say Naman. How many Naman you see in the Bible? Tell us, bro. Naman, na, Naman, now. No, we put leper. Maybe leper before. Mary Magdalene, the woman that Jesus cast out seven evil spirits, then close the bracket. Ross, just say Mary Magdalene. There's only one Mary Magdalene inside the Bible. Say Mary Magdalene and end it there. No, sir. Mary Magdalene, the woman that Jesus. <laughs> Rehab. 
Rahab, the woman that that was prostitute. Close bracket. Sir, there's only one Rahab in the Bible. Say Rahab and ended there. No. The battle God has removed, but the thing remain inside mouth. Thank God people don't have power to put it back. Raise your hand and shout hallelujah. We enjoy talking about it. Talking about it. God wants us to stop talking about it and talk to it. It doesn't change when you are talking about it. It doesn't alter its position when you talk about it. In fact, he enjoys the discussion. But God wants you to talk to it. Say, in my name, you cast out devil. So, God told Ezekiel, you know what you will do? Talk to it. That's what we will do here tonight. We will talk to the condition. We will talk to the adversity. We will talk to the pain. We will talk to cancer. We will talk to diabetes. We will talk to high blood pressure. We will talk to madness. We will talk to imbecility. We will talk to infertility. We will talk to death. We will talk to sickness. We talk to it because when you talk to it, it will change its position. So he said, What you will do is to say, Oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord, not me. I'm out of the picture. And this is the problem many of you have with us. You forget that we represent God. And it is to God your mind has to be fixed. And you watch us with great doubts and you are not sure whether to follow. And my coming here has been welcomed with a number of developments that helps me to do my job. Number one, I met a family that told you in the morning that their marriage is 34 years today and that I was there when they were wedding. Of course, the people I know 34 years ago Coming to church to find them this morning, I can't easily recognize them. 34 years difference, configurations, faces, and so on have changed. But the name I remember. So when I saw them, I called their name. Pastor's wife told me and said, The last time I saw you, I was a young girl looking for admission. To enter University of Illinois, and I came to the place where you preach, and 
the topic of your message that day. You remember? You were telling me the topic. Was it? Possibility faith. Okay? That that was the topic I used to preach in Obumasho 19, that one. And <laughs> and then she said, look, I'm going to believe God after hearing this message. I'm going to believe God to give me admission. And God gave her admission. I've not seen her since then till today that I saw her. You know her mother me? I got to the hotel this afternoon after service and the lady we met at the receptionist who was not on duty last night is the one that is there today. Say, hey, this is Pastor Mullane. I said, by the grace of God. He said, I used to be a member of Lighthouse in Ibadan. And in Lighthouse in Ibadan, this name she was screaming. I have enough people who can talk here. I was doing a meeting, 10 days revival in Lighthouse in Samanda, in Ibadan. And a woman came and said to Nike, Adulodju, who is the wife of the pastor, he said, can you pray for me? I need a baby. I hear you are doing this meeting and something tells me to come to this meeting so that you can pray for me. What is the story of your life? Then the woman said, Well, I had a baby. I, I was pregnant before. And the baby died in my womb. And they did not remove the baby on time. And the baby started to decay. And when I was eventually taken to the hospital, and the doctor opened the womb to remove the baby, and was suturing the womb back, that the tissues were tearing because it has decayed. The child decayed inside the womb. The womb muscles could not be sutured together. That it was tearing. So the doctor called my husband and said, this is the situation. And the husband said, I have lost the baby. I don't want to lose my wife. So take the womb out. So they closed the womb. Then Nikki Adulogu, I call people's names so you can find out. Nikki Adulogu said, so what you're telling me now is that you don't have a womb. He said, yes, I don't have a womb. It's been taken away. And you say you want a child. He said, yes, there is nothing God cannot do. Then Nikki Adulogu said, in that case, this one, we need to talk to the revivalist. <laughs> Come. <laughs> so the two of them came. And Nick, I said, this woman came to this our revival, and this is what he said. So I asked the woman, eh? so you say you don't have a womb, and you want a child. The answer was, yes, there is nothing God cannot do. So if I will say anything, it will not be me that will say God cannot, can, cannot do something. Because if you are the one who said it, then maybe we'll leave it like that. So I simply prayed, and I left. That was in September. December the following year, one year, three months. They were on a Sunday morning service when one woman entered church and was screaming hallelujah. And carrying twins, a boy and a girl. A boy and a girl 
in her hand and was screaming hallelujah that I came here during your service and they prayed for me. I don't have womb. This is the evidence. Where did a womb come from? I don't know. But maybe something like a womb grew back and I became pregnant for twins, a boy and a girl. Ask them in Lighthouse, Samanda. The girl is the receptionist in the hotel where I stay. I don't know. No. What I mean to say, this girl was in the service and saw it all. And I don't know, I don't know how she came here to work, but she told me that she was looking for work. But she was in that service. That's what I say. It's not the woman with twins, but she was in that, it's a witness. So I have people who have seen, 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 had it should be somebody's turn tonight there's a church in Ado this church is called Grace Covenant Church it's pastored by Professor Felix Aderibibe he's a lecturer in the university he's started that church and he was dedicating his new building big very big and I was the one to dedicate the church. And I saw that the crowd in the church was very small. So the person who gave you money didn't give you a member. Uh, very big church, gallery everywhere. Person, no day. So okay. So I'm to dedicate a church without people. I said, come out here. Come and kneel down here your wife. They knelt down on the altar in the presence. I don't have testimonies that has not happened in the presence of people. And I call their names. Because they said it in the open. I'm retelling their own story that they told. I'm not even likely to tell it to any detail. I spoke in Yoruba to Felix. I said, let me lay the hand of expansion on you. We are evangelists. We don't have, we don't have crowd problem because of our results. So I lay hands. I pray for her and I left. In their church, you know, some churches, they believe in anointing people. So he gave me oil that I should re-anoint him. So I pour oil on his head and pour oil on his wife. And the oil became so much, some of it fell on the altar. And I left. It's like four years after, he called me back to come and see what is happening in the church. That they are now full to the outside. And I went there. And after service, Felix was shouting on the ushers, can you call, she called the name of the woman, I can't remember, but my wife recorded this in her iPad. Call her before they dismiss, before they go, call her because she's been saying that whenever Pastor Mullen come, that she would like to give her testimony. Then they brought the woman. The woman was carrying a baby 
boy. And the husband was holding the senior girl, the senior to that one. And when both of them came, what's your story? Why are you saying you want to see me? Is that a giving that there's money inside the church and what do you want to see me about? Is that the last time you came here? You pour oil on our pastor. And the oil was too much. And some of it fell on the altar. And after church, the ushers came with mob. They want to remove it. And I knelt down inside the oil. And I said, don't I need it? What for? He said, as you see me, I'm already old. I don't have a child. And the reason I don't have a child is because I don't have a fallopian tube. I've never done menstruation in my life. But I knelt down inside the oil and I was carrying the oil and rubbing it on my stomach and rubbing it on my stomach. And say, Baba Mole, and say that this is our church. He go fool. God, help me make a bond. If they begin count person inside this our church, make it and count somebody from inside here. It's all this have you all So that month, he said that month I became pregnant for this one. That's the girl. He said I was still breastfeeding this one. When I became pregnant about this one. Now, where did fallopian tube come out from? I don't know. But the fact is, they now have children. Fallopian tube grew out. Because we spoke to the condition. Your situation can hear words. You understand? People spoke when there was rough wind. And Jesus said, wind, be still. They said, what manner of man is this? That even the wind will be. Every storm in your life, we will address it. We will speak to it. The dry bones can hear. The dry adversities can hear. The dry business can hear. The dry joy, the dry whatever is drying up, he can hear. We can reassemble your bones together with words. We can reassemble your destiny that has scattered with words. Every attack against your life can cease. We can use words to return the arrows to their sender. We can use words to bring healing. All your wounds that have opened and putrefying and breeding maggots, they're going to close up and you will be healed. You will soon be healed. He said, as I prophesied, bone came to his bone. But that's a working process. You get there that day and see that the bones, like I said, he was not to minister to the number. If anything, the number is reducing. When bone joined to bone, when head joined to neck, when neck joined to thoracic system and all the others were joined together, the number will reduce, but it will now be giving us something that makes sense. You get there and see that something is going on, but it's not ending there. It's getting ready for the next level. So God said what you will do, prophesy to this skeleton. Prophesy, son of man. And say, all ye bones, be covered with flesh. And let the flesh be covered with skin. The flesh restoration is to return their form. So you can know this was brother John. This was brother James. Skin is to restore their complexion. This was used to be fair complexion. This used to be black and dark complexion. 
Flesh is to restore their body form. Skin is to restore their identity. But it's all a work in progress that when you finish one level, he moves to the next level. Those of you whose identities have been mutilated, your configuration has been abused and distorted. Your destiny has been tampered with. In a service like this, anything can happen. And I said to you that when we begin to speak to that condition, they will restructure and they will rearrange themselves. Flesh will come back to give you your size. Skin will be there to restore your complexion. Say loud, amen. But that is still a work in progress. He said, the next level is to ask the four winds, and I'm glad about this. He said, prophesied of the four winds. Somebody told me, a friend of mine told me that news is a report of events from N North, E East, W West, S South. News. You want to clap, you clap. If you want to clap, you can clap. I ask Well, in my meetings, people learn new vocabularies. That news, N-E-W-S, is a report of events from, 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 and from, there is no fifth one. World don't finish. So when Ezekiel said, wind, come from the four corners, is to tell you, let all the blessings from the north enter. Let all the blessings from the east enter. Let all the blessings from the west. Let all the blessings from the south enter. You will be a complete person tonight. And the Bible said they stood up and it was a great army. So that's how we knew that they were soldiers before. And they can go back to work. This night, there will be a movement in the house. The four winds will deliver their input. Your being and essence will be restored. Your confidence will be back. Your shape will be back. Your color will be back. Your beauty will be back. Your fashion will be back. People are going to see you now and they will know you are back. I need you to stand up and say, I'm back. Sit down. Reverend, that's, that's a girl in the orphanage they call the girl delight the father and mother brought her it's not the one picked by police picked from those men no the father and mother brought her said this one they keep this one and the reason is because for two years this baby did not increase in size by one ounce. Teeth full the mouth. 
as it was in the beginning, so it is now. That's how it is. And she eats like ant. When we have visitor, we hide her. The adversity again is in the fact that the way you see the way a baby is bent in the mother's womb, when you look at the scan, when you women you understand what I'm talking about. You look at the scan, a baby curves in the womb. It's when they are born they stretch. This one did not stretch. They remain bent. And bent so much that the head and the leg touch. Crooked human being. They had buttocks, but it doesn't sit with it. It's bent round. So if you put her down, she'll fall like this to this side. If you put her down, she'll fall to the other side. You want to give her food, you bend to look for mouth from down. Dried up. Mangled human being. That's the reason the parents brought her. Difficult to manage. Once a week, Wednesday, the staffers in the orphanage gather together to fast and to pray. Pray for this girl. Speak into her life for two years. One day, There was a shout in the orphanage. Everybody run out. What happened? We hear such shouts a lot. Because out of the 70 children with us, six of them are from mad women. Their mothers are mad. So sometimes as they grow up, they begin to manifest the, the record. When they came as babies, you don't know. But it's only as they grow, they begin to show that one. So we hear such shouts regularly in our orphanage. And when you get there and say what happened, will somebody look at another one, a small boy look at another one, you Bwah! And when we run there, there's a shout. When we run there, what happened? You say, why is he looking at me like that? Why is he looking at me? He has been looking at me. <laughs> this is our work. If we know saying so the thing be do not think, think, think well before you go put head and put hand inside and put leg inside. We say, what happened? He has been looking at me. <laughs> Why is he looking at me like that? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so we got to this one, no? Eh! And we found out that delight began to stretch. And shaking. And shaking. And stretching. And stretching. And after a while, she achieved the stretch. Then she put her leg down and put the hand down 
was shaking but trying to stand. It took her time, but she stood. She stood. She stood. And while everybody was watching this movie, she took a step and took another step. And then he began to walk. And as if that was not done, she began to speak. She has never spoken. The day she stood up was the day she walked. The day she walked was the day she talked. As people talk, she hears. When her day came, she spoke. We will soon hear from you. Did you hear me? We will soon hear from you. Tell yourself, you, you will soon, you, I will soon talk. Tell those who are around you, you will soon hear from me. Mommy took the light, sir, and took her to her classmates, age mates, in the class that she's supposed to be. They've left her behind for two years. She grew to their size and told them, Esu, Esu, this is her place. Tell somebody I will soon arrive. So for Kalugu Esu, Esu, so for Motide, Motide. <laughs> Tell person, say, I don't come, move. The God Almighty that turned this hopeless, mangled human being, the parents dropped her over two years ago and they have not returned to see her. They are not thinking about her anymore. But delight is now in school and has returned to the place of her age mates and is sitting down there. You that they have left behind, tell yourself I'm coming. Did you hear me? You that they have left behind, tell yourself I'm coming now. Esu motide, motide, esu. sitting in your position anybody taking your place this night let them move we are going to shout the name of Jesus three times and you are going to stretch yourself you are going to move yourself you are going to shake your neck you are going to shake the head all the load they put on you from your father's house you are going to shake the head off. You are going to shake your neck. You are going to move your legs. You are going to stand straight. You are going to tell everybody, I am back. You are going to tell everybody, what is this? 
soon as soon I have arrived you are going to shout the name of Jesus three times and the Holy Ghost will remove all the chains and remove all the bandage around your neck and you are going to be free tonight is the day of freedom and liberty in the name of Jesus the Holy Ghost is already in the service everybody shout Jesus Break
has become bone. He's been deformed and changed, become bone. With bone. For where? In the presence of God tonight, you will be covered with flesh. I speak to your condition. That your condition be covered with flesh. To restore your size. And I call upon skin to cover your flesh. To restore your complexion. So we can know whether you are fair complexion, whether you are dark complexion, to restore your identity. Every deformation you have suffered upstairs, all of you looking at me over there, the power of God is coming to remake, to recreate, to change the mutilation, and to restore the years that the locals have eaten. God will restore now you who couldn't stand God heal you down the Bible says that they stood up a mighty army when they were bones they were scattered but when they came back they, they, they stood up together something about you will come together Something about that family will come together. Something about that business will come together. Something about your career will come together. You who is dropping out of school, you go back to school, you hear? Did you hear me? You go back to school. The husband that has walked away is coming back. I'm speaking to the condition. I'm not interested in discussing the condition. I'm speaking to it. So every adversity and every dryness of bone and mangled personality that has made a child to face down and feeding from down with mouth down. and today is standing. The parents come now, they can't know her again. Because God who made her had remade her. The hand of God will rework you. Will remodel you. People who see you after this revival, they will not know you again. This is my verdict. That he who will not stand, you can stand. And I need you to stand up. And stand together. We are going to shout Jesus just one time. You will shout it and not stop. Deliverance will be complete. Now it will be. There is the sound of the trumpet on the keyboard, isn't it? Every keyboard these days have trumpet sound. Can you figure it out? The trumpet is more than a musical instrument. The Bible says the archangel will blow the trumpet, the dead will rise. That's the sound. That's the sound. In Numbers chapter 10 verse 9, he says if the enemy face you, say blow trumpet. If when you blow trumpet, God will ambush them. He says when you are going to war, carry trumpets. That's not for music, it's war. There will be war here tonight. 
When they got to the wall of Jericho, Joshua, Joshua said, blow the trumpet against the wall. And it's coming down. On the day of Jubilee, Israel was to blow the trumpet from coast to coast. And all prisons are open. Graves will open. Those parts of your body that are already dying, they're going to wake up now. When you hear the sound of the trumpet, and you're going to blow it down, keep it on, and not stop. Let the, the drummers resume at their point. Carry all the musical, who is beating conga, who is beating gogo, resume there, go and take it. Beat anything. What we need is the sound. And when you hear the sound, you are made whole. That's what Joshua told the soldier. He said, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, he said, raise a shout. The wall is coming down. We are in a miracle service. We are not in a normal service here tonight. All chains will break up. Are you ready to shout in the name of Jesus? The moment you hear this sound, shake your body. If you can't jump, jump. You can't walk. And the choir will help me shout the name of Jesus. You follow it up. Are you ready to go? Trumpet. Shout Jesus! 